Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, April 1st, 2023. Today on the Ether, Omniflix in the spotlight with up and coming freestyle rapper and actor Blockbuster Bunny Club. Yo, let's take a listen. And a very, very, very good evening to all of you on this wonderful Saturday. And just so you know, joining us today will be Michael Jordan, former MVP from the Chicago Bulls. Um, so it's a little bit of a surprise for you guys, I'm sure. But <clears throat> he'll be joining us at around 5.30. And uh, it's 5.30 Eastern, not Central. Um, and we got the Blockbuster Bunny here today. How are you, Blockbuster Bunny? I'm good, I'm good. Just finally finished uploading the collection to Omniflix. So I'm feeling good. It's ready to go on sale. It's ready to be bought. It's ready. So whoever wants to get some nice Easter eggs for the kids, you know, this is where this is where you go. And like I said, we got Michael Jordan coming on today. I know I didn't tell you that, but it's a, um, you know, a bit of a surprise that I wanted to share with everybody. Since um, you know, it's uh, we got Easter. What goes better with Easter than Michael Jordan? I'm just kidding. It's April Fool's Day, everybody. Happy April Fool's Day. You're muted, by the way, Blockbuster. Well, the thing is, I actually am Michael Jordan. <laughs> Are you now? Yeah, this whole time. I'm not actually an actor. Well, actually, that would make you the best actor of all time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, let me just grow uh, a foot. Or I don't know how tall he is. Let me grow eight inches. I think he's got, I think he's got like a good uh, six six if I remember correctly from my uh, from my youth my childhood. LeBron's got a few inches on him. But um, so now, where are you from, Blockbuster Bunny? Where do you hail from? So I am from the Bay Area. I was born in Oakland, California, and I uh, yeah I go to school in San Francisco. I'm a young actor. And, yeah. So tell us, um, give us your background story for those that don't know it and people that haven't met you yet. Right. Um, so my background is, as far as crypto, I was uh, working four jobs at the time. And I remember I saw a YouTube video that said, uh, buy this NFT, buy this coin, and you'll be a millionaire in one day. So, of course, I fell for the clickbait and um, basically launched me into a rabbit hole of crypto. Um, and uh, around the same time, I was so caught up in everything, all the FOMO. Now, was that an um, intentional pun or is that an unintentional pun? <laughs> that was unintentional, actually. 
Very well done. <laughs> um, yeah, so I basically got caught up to the point where I felt very flustered trying to hop on every project, coin, um, to the point where I was like, you know what, screw this, let me just make my own thing. Um, but this happened after, so the summer night I was watching a film, it's about one in the morning, and I just felt overwhelmed with emotions. And that night, it was uh, 2021, that night I applied to acting school and I got in with zero experience. So since then, I've been training under Sandy Meisner's last protege. And Sandy Meisner, um, I mean, he's one of like the goats of acting training. Um, four or five of his students were in The Godfather. And they're across all the films that you love. So that's where I've been training. Um, and those seeds were planted in 2021. And it seems now um, they're starting to grow, um, starting to get attention as an actor. And a film will be, a lot of my films will be coming out this year. So all the announcements are starting to roll out, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, so with that, I wanted to have a creative project for myself and people like me that, or um, it's almost like, there's so much chaos and creativity that I tried to just create a project that stands for that. Um, so that's the Blockbuster Bunny Pub. It's extremely untraditional. My films will be untraditional. Um, it's all very like an intuitive process, um, which I think is the best way to come up with something original. Yeah. So that's some background. Well put. Um, so, that's why I like actors because, you know, like I don't have to carry the conversation and I can kind of let you guys just, you know, take it and run with it. Uh, it makes it a little bit easier for me because I'm not the most uh, like extroverted person on earth, but uh, I would say like I'm like 45, 55 to like the introvert side. So, yeah, when you guys can like take the ball and run with it, it's always a plus. But um, now... If I wanted to be an actor, what would you say is the best advice you could give me if I wanted? Well, actually, I shouldn't say if, um, if I wanted to be an actor, because I was a, oh, I shouldn't be throwing this out there, but I was a child model back in my day. And I did, uh, I am on the cover of some math books and on some, uh, uh, like, shoe books and stuff like that. So I've got my, um, you know, my uh, pretty face was on certain things. Um, I was almost in a Jell-O commercial but I refused to suck pudding off of a uh, lady's finger when I was like seven or eight years old. And then I uh, didn't get hired again after that. So who knows? But hey, uh, I gave it a shot. So, but let's say I didn't. Let's say that that isn't part of my life and that isn't part of my background. If I wanted to be an actor, what was the, what's the advice that you'd give me? Right, right. So to address the first part, I, uh, I am also an introvert and I'm currently acting as an extrovert. So there's that and um as far as advice um hmm, it seriously just comes down to like i said your intuition if you have a, a a burning desire to tell a story or create a project then i think you should just act on it if you don't that's when i think overthinking and anxiety comes in so 
yeah, I just like I just like to act on every impulse. Um, obviously, I refine the work. And for instance, with like the script that I wrote out, I think we're on. I think we it, we did fourteen or fifteen drafts, um, but it was all based on the initial impulse, right? So, yeah, just um, listen to yourself. Listening to yourself is some good advice because a lot of people don't listen to their intuition, and usually. If you're going to get yourself into trouble, it's when you don't listen to your intuition. Because your intuition, it, it usually doesn't lead you wrong. And if it does, you know, I, I feel for you. And I make the sign of the cross for you because, you know, I, I feel for you. Uh, my intuition typically guides me. I don't always listen to it. But when I don't, I usually find myself up Shit's Creek without a paddle. But uh, I try to avoid that. Most people do. You know, but hey, it's it's life. We've got a um, beautiful collection of Easter eggs, though, that was just recently launched onto the marketplace by somebody in this room. I don't know if you know the person, um, but I think it is you. Yes, that's me. <laughs> uh, yeah, where your inspiration came from for the bunnies, because it was not like it was just an Easter thing. You've been doing the blockbuster bunny thing since, or the bunny thing since uh, Stargaze, and there were bunnies at Christmas. There were bunnies, you know. In the summer, there's bunnies in the fall. There's bunnies all the time. So what's, what's up with the bunnies? Well, I, uh, my sister has, uh, I think we had like 18 bunnies growing up. You know, I don't know what it is with bunnies, but they spawn a lot when giving birth. So there's <laughs> that. Um, probably shaped my childhood a little bit. And, um, but no, seriously, um, I've always felt extremely fortunate and lucky as far as positioning in life. And, of course, the bunny represents um, hope, fortune, luck. And, coincidentally, it's the year of the rabbit in the Chinese New Year. So I think um, that even adds more to it. But, um, like, truthfully, I came up with the Blockbuster Bunny Club idea when I was in Hawaii at my mentor's house, uh, Sandy Meisner's last protege. And we were just in Hawaii in nature. It sounds very woo-woo-ish, but um, I just, I, like I said, I feel like I had to express myself and have my own thing. Um, so that's why there's a lot of color. There's a lot of variety. And it's just fun. Like, like uh, it's just fun, man. I mean, it, it, I thought it was going to be, honestly, all my friends that are around my age love it but I'm surprised to see that like little kids love it and they, they rock the hoodies and, and merchandise. So yeah, it's just fun, man. It keeps me young at heart. You are young. <laughs> <laughs> well, younger. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so now how does this tie, how do you tie your movie, uh, your aspiring movie career into, um, into your NFT collection and how do they like come to pass? Right. So I don't even, so obviously on Twitter, everyone knows it as an NFT collection, but like I have an Instagram for it. I have merchandise. Um, and it's not necessarily just boxed into an NFT collection, but the artwork is dope and it gives me and the collective of artists on my team a chance to just create cool art. And, um, and making a movie takes like a whole, 
like village literally like it takes a, a a cooperative effort of a bunch of people so for me creating this i figured i would start to attract the, the type of people i'd like around me and at the same time use you know use the use the art in a fun way like how we're, we will be giving like access to the film through the bunnies um offering royalties uh from the film like the film's box office revenue and um but at the same time it's like it's not boxed into one thing like for instance um they were very simple designs at first but now even on omniflix like we've added a little bit of animation we've added the storyline we've added other people's music to the collection um a lot of my acting friends uh rep the merch so we could start including you know we we obviously have some other things in the works but yeah i mean even streaming in the metaverse so yeah it it all it all works out so tell us about the movie uh that you're working on and um like where you got the inspiration for the concept of it so i was driving home from san francisco and this idea struck me again and i immediately like broke down and started crying because i i was just touched by the idea and i spent a lot of time well i spent last year living in oakland um i was born there i didn't go to school there i went to school a little bit um uh a little bit outside of oakland and um but i lived in oakland last year so i understood the culture more and i'm not sure if people really know how oakland is but it's a very tight community creative community with a lot of culture but at the same time there's a lot of division that comes with greed money and it's not just oakland um i'm sure that's a lot of a lot of cities but it's definitely like a, I mean, a lot greed. of no it's not yeah. just in where there's greed and culture you can find that anywhere it's just where what people do with it when they're in a situation i guess of uh um survival mode right right exactly i mean when you're in survival mode it doesn't matter if it's your best friend or blood family that thing could really tear people apart and so for me at least those were some of the things i noticed and i felt um i felt like i had to tell a story and like i said this i feel very fortunate um i came across another young actor who um is tied to like and i've mentioned this like uh he's going to be on a film with Pedro Pascal if uh can't say some names but too short jack champion um yeah you can all you can check it out but um and he really loved the script and felt like he had to tell that story so he hopped on as a producer and um he has a cerebral palsy so i i don't want to give the story away but it really just adds like a a unique layer that i don't think's been told in modern films as well as the culture from Oakland like there's Fruitvale station um but yeah i don't think much stuff gets told from from that side and so yeah I'm telling that story. Uh, oh crap! I guess I was talking to myself. Um, sorry about that. So, can we like go a little bit deeper into the uh, like concept that you're or that you're trying to like build in this movie, or the, like what um, 
what what holders of the NFT will be in order to the benefits of, um, like specifically by holding the NFT, like this movie that you're creating, how will I as an NFT holder benefit from it? And then also, can you tell me a little or tell tell us all uh, a little bit more about the movie itself and like what the plot is? Yeah, so this film is a short film, so it's almost like a springboard for for a feature film, and that's sort of how short films work. Um, and so the NFT holders will receive any any box office revenue that comes from it. It will for sure be screened in June at a major film festival in um, in the Bay Area, but we will also be sending it out to various other festivals. Um, it just depends when those will be screened. And yeah, this story, the, 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 the story is essentially a teenage kid na- navigating through East Oakland and how certain, certain circumstances will force him to do things he wouldn't do otherwise, um, which jeopardizes himself and his family. But it just shows you that um, I don't think people are inherently bad. I think it's just a lack of resources or the the extreme positions that I feel that certain people I've, I've seen in Oakland or the Bay area have been unfortunately been on. So, yeah. Can you give us some examples or is that not something you want to go into? Uh, like from the story? Yeah. Or just in general. I mean, for one, right. So, I don't really want to give it away too much, but I, I can tell you the beginning. Um, it's all inspired by true events. So one of the opening sequences is me going to work at three in the morning. And on the way to work, I work at a restaurant or at a coffee shop. Um, I get jumped by a gang and they steal my bike and they found it fun. And the, their biggest thing is like, how much can we flip this for? And it might seem silly, but it's just like, it's just such a true thing. It's like, you know, how can I get a quick dollar? Um, But that's just literally one situation where I know it to be true. And it's a simple one, but definitely gets more extreme. So is that something that actually happened to you, like uh, in like real life that you got like jumped on your way to work uh, while you were living in Oakland? No, that didn't happen to me, but um, I know all the people that this sort of stuff has happened to. I mean, were they um, like seriously injured or they were just trying to take the bike? Just trying to take the bike. Um, they ran away. <laughs> so, you know. As cowards but, typically do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, right? So when that's going on, um, there's a there's a worker that comes in into the mix and he sees – a worker, not a worker, a customer that gets coffee every morning. He sees this and he, he like uh, skirts his car so that they can uh, run away. And um, from that, I start, I start. You think he skirts his car like it, like, like skirt? Yeah, like to like, you know, <laughs> make noise and get, <laughs> so they get scared. And um, essentially, I, I'm kind of like, why is this man helping me? Like, yeah, he's a nice guy. And he's like, oh, you know. Uh, how else am I going to get my coffee, this, that, and me oblivious as a young teenager kind of fall for it. I come to realize that this person is in some shit 
And the reason I need to drive him around is because, like I said, he's in some shit. So yeah, leads to some, some, some situations. All right, that's it. No more. No more. No more film stuff. That's a fair. That's a, that's a good like. Uh, that's a good cliffhanger that you left it on though. Gotcha, dude. You should see the scene before that. That one's even crazier. That's gonna be the money shot. Just saying. <laughs> no, that's definitely a good cliffhanger because now, like, I'm like a little bit more intrigued than I was ten minutes ago um with the like plot line so now i'm like all right now like i got like all right there's like i got like an emotional investment in this i want to see what happens to this kid exactly man will i die will i survive you'll never know until the movie comes out which everybody that buys the nft gets a uh copy of if i'm correct right yeah exclusive premiere as well um in the omniflix cine cinematic metaverse um, oh hell yeah! So, yeah. That, uh, that that will be a very real thing very very soon, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, it's a two D metaverse, so it's a little bit more like um, like if you remember back in the day, like you had Pokemon, and you know you could like walk around with Ash and Pikachu, and like you got Pikachu following you in the yellow version. Uh, this one, it's like it's like a two D metaverse, so it's more like that, but it's so dope because it like I, I used to love Pokemon and. Uh, I still have Pokemon cards, uh, not the ones from like back then. I wish to God I did. My dad gave them away to one of our neighbors and I wanted to kill him. But because um, uh, I had a uh, not a first edition Charizard, but I did have a first edition Blastoise. And uh, that probably might be worth something as well at this point. So um, but but my dad's a sweetheart, so he's a good man. Um, you know, you don't you don't want you don't want to hurt him for a Blastoise. So. Just don't take that uh, seriously. Um, but for all the Pokemon fans out there, you know how you know what I mean about that. Were you a Pokemon guy uh, back in your uh, not back in your youth? I should say no. You're you're technically, I guess, still still a youth. How old How old are you? If uh, you don't mind me asking. Seventy four. Seventy four. Nice. Okay, so you're uh, about a uh, AARP eligible, I guess. <laughs> I was just kidding. I'm twenty one. <laughs> Now back to the collection. Tell us about the collection and the artwork and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, every piece is like a one for one handcrafted. So you're for sure getting some type of royalty in itself. Obviously, there's even more rare ones, but they're all one for one inspired by my childhood, everything I've seen, a lot of color. And well, let's be clear, let's be clear though, because now we got a bunch of eggs on the marketplace that all look the same. Yeah, yeah. So the eggs are all exactly the same. It's a glowing purple orb in the Starless Starry world. I've mentioned this to you, which is the Starless Starry is my feature film script. So everything's planned out, right? Like I have a short film. I have a feature film. I have the documentary I just worked on. I have the other film I just worked on. And you know all of this. But there has to be like proactive steps to get to everything so with this i'm definitely teasing the feature film that i wrote out that is like um yeah i don't uh, okay i'll say it well it's like uh almost like an alice in wonderland twist with like a suspense thriller vibe in uh in like a modern world and so these bunnies fall into that world um and in that world they they come across various of other bunnies where they mentioned that the only way to create a film is to find all the easter eggs or all the orbs um so yeah that's like um 
as you collect the eggs, we're just getting closer and closer to making our films. And, um, yeah. So why is it called the star, the starless starry? Because it's almost like, um, it's almost like uh, contradicting itself, which is what the world is. It's like a topsy turvy world where there's, um, where the main character, and this is for the feature film, where the main character comes across all his insecurities, but they're reflected through that world. Um, so it's like, but it, it appears as like a perfect world, right? So I'm not sure if that makes sense, but trust me, it's deep. <laughs> I mean, we got one of the rules I have about the Twitter spaces that I host is that you got to drop a little bit of alpha. So like the movie, you know, it's a feature film. It's a long film. How long is the movie? That one is about an hour, hour 20, hour 30. But right. that one's so, really early, yeah. So, like, you know, we got, a ni- we got 90 minutes of, uh, you know, per se, footage here. So throw us a bone. Like, what, what are we looking at in this film? I, um, I've seen the trailer that you posted on your uh, profile. Um, now, give us a little, like, you know, give us a little Easter egg, so to speak. <laughs> okay, well... This it's it's essentially another young young kid that falls into this world that appears perfect and it's almost like um like I said it's like Alice in Wonderland um where where everything is a manifestation of his own thoughts so for instance this world he wanted love right so there comes a girl that's almost perfect for him. But in this world, there's everything else he wanted, which is the desire for, you know, lustful things or all his vices at the same time. So with that comes like a battle between himself and trying to understand what he truly wants. But there's, there's, I'm big on color. So there's a lot of color in it as well. Almost like I'm very inspired by like Tim Burton um, or like, uh, Tarantino, Wes Anderson. So everything is like a representation of something. Um, yeah. Very interesting. Um, very cryptic as well. I like that. So the movie has you acting in it. Are you the star of the film essentially? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the star. The only way I'm selling these films are if I keep certain rights, which includes me. But um, <laughs> which includes which, I mean, yeah, I wrote them, you know what I mean? And even like that, like I just created my IMDb and I was telling you, we already went up the ranks like 11 million. So. So what number are you right now, technically? When, when this is like very early stage, like how long ago did you like list yourself on there? Uh, two weeks ago, went from 11 million and now I'm 70,000, which isn't like crazy. Like I'm not DiCaprio yet. But... <laughs> um but there's also a lot of things that are not formally announced yet so well that just means that there's like 10 million people that you're a better actor than uh and probably a lot more than that but um you know there's also people that sorry you gotta be up there with those magazines that you were on or those commercials i'm sure you're up there uh man i i I almost made it i almost made it if i would have just sucked the damn pudding off of her finger who knows where i could have been today you know, that could have been like the springboard and I, I could have been like the most adorable kid, like, uh, on the, you know, on the jello commercial, like, you know, sucking up some pudding and, 
Um, who knows where I could be? I could have been in a movie off of that. Nobody knows. I'll never know. And it's, um, and I think my, my, like the fat kid in me back then was like, no, I'd rather go eat a sandwich. And, um, and I don't really want to like, I, I'm like a very like kind of like germaphobic in a sense. So like a finger in my mouth is like, not like something that's appealing to me in any way, shape or form. So, um, yeah, we, um, we decided against that. And then they were probably just telling like future people that were going to hire me for acting jobs. No, this little fat kid's just going to go and eat all your sandwiches. And he is not going to like, listen to you when you tell him to do something. So don't hire him. And then they didn't. I mean, I would hire you, but it's just me. Hey, maybe on the next film, you know, maybe we can, we can bring, make my dreams come through. Who knows? So now let's move on and see, well, hold on. Let me uh, open it up to the floor. If anybody has any questions for the Blockbuster Bunny so far, feel free to request yourself up here and uh, fire away. And that also includes people that might want to, you know, do a uh, acting, um, uh, what the hell is this called? Audition, an audition for the Blockbuster Bunny. You're welcome to audition for him as well. We've got Calico Crypto. What's up, Calico Crypto? Hey, how's it going, Ozzy? Congratulations on on uh, on moving forward with all this. Hey, um, I wanted to know. So you're the star, and all. Who's directing? Who's behind? And who's doing the camera work? Um, so I'm also the director. I have my friend Zacchaeus, who's also a big actor with millions of followers. That's helping me with that. I have a Bay Area production team, um, OT Cinema, and yeah, yeah. Uh, my producers, Mikey and Fonte. So I was, uh, I'm curious on like, is your, is your ultimate goal directing or do you, would, do you, do you like being behind the camera or in front more? No, my ultimate goal is not directing. My goal at the moment is just to showcase my abilities in the way that I know I can capture like the best, um, shots and what I know I'm good at. But I also know, like I said, everything is a proactive decision. So also knowing that, like, I'm not here to, there's, there's like this common thing where people just audition and audition in Los Angeles. And it's almost like they're hitting a brick wall. And then maybe after, I'm not really here to try to hang out with the people that are much further ahead from me. I'm to create my own things with the people that I know are creating things and growing. And that way we just continue to do our own thing. And from that, I know we'll get the attention we deserve. No, right, right. I, I grew up in, uh, um, in Southern California and spent many days in LA, watched that place chew up and spit out people. Um, so I know how, I, I know how that, you know, uh, pretty much you go out to eat and there's, you ask, you ask what they do and they got a screen right for you or something like that. Um, everybody has something they're trying to sell you in the, in the movie business there. So it's hard to stand out. Absolutely. I think it's really smart for what you're, uh, for what you're doing. Um, you're, you're, you seem like a really, uh, introspective, uh, kind of, kind of guy. Um, you know, like, uh, you got this philosophical type, type of, um, outlook before you were, uh, into acting um any art um outside of that that it, it, what was your outlet for 
for how you think because it's not uh, it's not everyday thinking yeah no um that's actually funny (laughs) i remember one of my biggest regrets when i was when my teacher asked me like well what's your biggest regret and i was like i think i kind of went through life just not thinking until i started acting in school um i feel like i was on autopilot so i would just like i played sports my whole life and even with the whole crypto thing like that was cool and i felt like i was i was taking a glimpse into creativity you know with all the nft projects and um during that 2020 boom i slowly started to i don't want to say find myself because i think it's always like a, a process but so i think nfts like kind of got me into it but I mean, I always like just love Star Wars. George Lucas is from around here, so I loved movies. Um, but I was never really like expressing myself. Um, it wasn't until acting school that I really started to open that palette. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thank you. That's most of the questions that I had. I appreciate you all uh, for letting me talk and ask questions. Well, if you have another question, feel free. We're um, you know, we we got time here. Yeah, thank you, man. Your music is sick. And we got... Oh, we got music? You got to talk to us. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm I, a music. I didn't want to shill myself when Ozzy's on here. Um, yeah, so I, I, he's been... he's I've been giving him some music to look at, um, and he's been asking me, uh, I might be doing some music. I have no idea if he would, if he wants me to, I would absolutely love to, but no, I've been a musician since I was 14 and I'm old. Uh, I'll just say that <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not in my twenties. Um, but, uh, uh, now I'm an artist. Uh, I got my own collection coming out. We're actually on boat right now on Star on Stargaze, but, uh, my heart is in music and nfts is just a way where i saw where i could actually get and get known as an artist and well and i and i love all mediums i i work in uh, i paint i i shoot i've even whittled before just you know if i could if i could try it i do it so um we but yeah a whittler that's awesome yeah i, love, uh, I, love <laughs> I, got, I, I got a little elephant that i like to show people because because my my roommate, my chick at the time, um, they all made fun of me for actually whittling, and I and I did what they say to do, like how you how you're supposed to stare at a piece of wood until you see something, right? And I did. I, I stared at it for for a couple of days, and I ended up seeing a little elephant in it at, at one point. And I'm like, no shit, I see it, right? <laughs> and so I whittled it, and and I like to show people. I'm like, you know, what is this? And that's what I ask them, and they say it's an elephant. I said that's damn right if only it, it was is. A bunny. If only it would have been a bunny you know then then, then you might have something i, I wish <laughs> <laughs> i wish it was but yeah um, well, um I, definitely I want- shoot uh shoot me a dm my my name technically is uh chev with eight v's uh i'm uh omniflex has had a growth we'd love to add a uh whittler or a musician <laughs> to the roster um and not to mention there is a very cool announcement coming out from us in the next uh few days here regarding 420 just uh just saying just throwing it out there awesome um but we're coming we're coming to the part of the show. Um, or actually, we got another question from Lego Myalgo. My bad. Sorry. Lego Myalgo, please proceed. Hey there. So, so the Chinese 12 animal zodiac uh, sort of is a generic way of describing people based on their skills, their personalities, their traits, and their um, uh, 
future potentials, right? And you referred, you alluded to that. So a little cultural tidbit is that uh, there are a few countries in Southeast Asia that that do, um, have adopted that 12th animal zodiac. Uh, Korea, Japan, uh, Vietnam, Thailand, Burma. Uh, but a few of them, few countries sort of swap out animals. For example, in, in Vietnam, rather than the rabbit, uh, the way the Chinese pronounce the rabbit, when you hear it in Vietnamese, it sounds more like a cat. So the, in the Vietnamese 12 zodiac, it's the cat rather than the rabbit that's in the fourth, um, the fourth animal. Uh, another uh, interesting piece is in, the, in Thailand, rather than the dragon, which is like the holiest of, everybody wants to be a dragon, right? But in the Thailand culture, the, uh, it's not a dragon, it's the snake monster, it's called the naga. Yeah, I thought I'd share that. But uh, one last question, how do I get onto the whitelist to uh, bid on the auction for the NFT. I just saw that on your website. That's actually really interesting. I didn't know that, which which is cool. I I had only recently found out because I have a uh, a friend actress who's uh she's from China and she was selling me. So that's really cool. Um, and the whitelist has already pretty much been set. So um, the addresses that participated in like the giveaways the discords um, are added. So that's just, yeah. So that's kind of already passed, but the bunnies are up for 1.5, Adam. Yeah. And we've uh, we posted them up here in the, in the uh, channel. Um, so the artwork, the actual eggs are not the NFT though, just to be clear for everybody. So this is, like a uh, pre-mint for the bunnies themselves, which will be dropping on Easter Sunday. Uh, so it's a very wholesome collection as well, because not only will you get the uh, private viewing of the first film that comes from Ozzy, you will be getting a Easter bunny, literally a bunny on Easter, uh, if you're celebrating the spring equinox. And also on top of that, you get some very cool artwork uh, hand drawn by Ozzy. And last but not least, you get some distributions from the proceeds of the film. So if this film blows up, you know, the blockbuster bunny holders are, uh, you know, they're, they're looking pretty they're sitting pretty. Did I get all that right? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's pretty much, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> um, excellent. Now we're coming to the show, part of the show, where um, we do like a, I guess, a half-hearted shill of uh, OmniFlix. So I don't like to shill uh, in these spaces particularly, but um, I do have to ask like a couple of questions along the lines of shilling. So um, not to not to be confused with Kurt shilling, of course, um, which will be. We've got some uh, another cool update from that from that whole project coming very soon. Uh, mark your calendars. Hopefully for April 17th, there should be something very interesting happening in the ecosystem on or around that day as well. Um, now, how then coming from Stargaze, do you see the technology that uh, Omniflix offers and has available to you um, helping in the course of your development of your uh, projects? You know, how is it different in terms of like the facilities that are available to you per se? Yeah, like, I mean, Stargate, how do you plan on implementing it? I guess is a better way of saying it. Like, how do you plan on implementing it into your creative process? Yeah, Stargaze is cool. I think it works out for a lot of people. Um, 
definitely has a lot of volume and a lot of projects that are popping off, which is cool. And um, I just think for me, something that includes like a TV marketplace where I can create more videos that are linked to the Blockbuster Bunny or films uh, is just much more convenient for me. And it suits the brand, essentially. Do you see yourself making use of like, um, so we have the ability to make like, create your own ending storylines. And I feel like, uh, and, and we actually have a new, um, a new artist that's uh, come on board as of a couple days ago, um, who I guess I can say it now. Well, next week you'll be meeting um, a man by the name of Joe, who um, is also, I believe, from uh, the West Coast. And he's got a cartoon um, called Cool Crocs, which will be uh, will be doing, I believe, a live stream of that uh, cartoon. It's uh, the first episode of it. And it's a, like a, a DAO kind of controls the process of the movie or the, the cartoon uh, show to show. And I was curious if like, given that we have the ability to create like a create your own ending storyline based on the votes of, or the, um, you know, the requests of the audience uh, as they go through the, the show watching it, um, the way that you would film that is essentially, you know, let's say you're filming a a script and you get to a point where you want to have their like a, a fork in the road you just shoot both aspects of it and then based on the you know the decision that the person makes then you would have the option of going to this timestamp in the in the in the video or this timestamp in the video and then you'd have to develop both plot lines and then you come to another fork on both sides and then you have to develop those you know those uh, plot lines and then you can either tie them back together or you can keep going in opposite directions but that one's obviously a little bit more work if you're going in op opposite directions with the plot line because then you got to make like you know it extrapolates and it doubles every time uh, that you go in the opposite direction a little further so it's um, it's like an interesting uh, creative task in or pursuit or whatever but um, it can, it can, at the end of the day, like create something really unique and interesting and cool. And, um, I was curious if that's something that you, uh, have considered. Yeah, man, definitely. I, I'm open to anything. Like I said, that's why I don't try to box myself in. And at the same time, we created this storyline and lore that allows for expansion. It's similar to our short film where there's several characters and it's a short film but everyone is going to have a deep background so that who knows how it does. Right. But just leaving, leaving, leaving certain things open so that we can move forward or add this or add that. I don't know any animation, but like, that would be so dope. Also don't know if you're muted, Ken. Beautiful. Thank you for reminding me. I was just talking to myself. Nice. Uh, thank you for not letting me get too far down the rabbit hole there. So, uh, just so you're clear, like on what's possible on the new Omniflix TV and I'm glad I did Actually, I'm glad I was muted right there. Um, so what's possible on the new Omniflix TV that isn't on the current version? Um, well, a lot, the current version is not the most welcoming, uh, and inviting place. It's, uh, just a hodgepodge of videos essentially, but it's just so that we could display what the technology is capable of. Um, mm -hmm. but on the new one, you'll be able to do, quite a bit uh you'll be able to do like straight out you know sell the sell the film or sell the um the content you'll be able to 
in the near future, license it out and let people use it as a base for their work. Um, and then they can like, you know, kind of almost like a remix of a song, you know, do something with your work. You, you'll be able to do like a learn to earn initiative, uh, watching, using interactive videos, a watch to earn if you want to like compensate or reward somebody for watching your work. Um, you know, if you wanted to do a, uh, subscribe to watch model that'll be possible using one of our other dApps called StreamPay, which is a per epoch micropayment platform that lets you send wallet to wallet transfers uh, on a block by block basis. Um, so that's another model. You'll you'll even be able to do token gated uh, video content where you can actually require somebody to hold it in a, a specific NFT and uh they need that nft to be able to access your content so if you want to create like a super secret privacy world where you know like uh there's like privacy is under attack all around the world have a token gated video network and only the people that you distribute that nft to will be able to watch your video content and access your footage um so there's a lot you can do on the new version of omniflix tv uh which i think will allow people to become much more creative in their filmmaking yeah man definitely sounds cool especially yeah like the technology is for sure there i think it just has to be expanded upon and there just has to be cool people that you're bringing on um you know not to shill anything (laughs) um no that's well i mean that's why you're here right uh, thanks to Tangled. <laughs> uh, that's uh, thanks to Tangled. You know, making the intro there. There, gotta love Tangled. Tangled is a good man. Uh, he saved my ass when I first got hired here and started doing these spaces, which I was terrified of. Man, he, um, I, I love that guy. He's a great guy. Um, so now we're coming to the part of the show when we do these rapid fire questions, and you don't get too much time to think. Um, some of them can be deep. Some of them can be um you know uh designed to trip you up some of them can be designed to just get some you know information but the trick is you gotta answer them like quickly and you have to answer them honestly and that's the goal of the speed of this so we're gonna go ahead and try to like overwhelm you a little bit for the next uh maybe 15 minutes or so how's that sound yeah let's do it you ready? Ready. All right. Three, All right. two, one. What's your favorite color? Uh, blue. Nice. What's your favorite food? Mm, Mexican. Okay. What's your background nationality? Uh, American. I was born here. Well, like your heritage, I should say. Oh, um, come from like a Basque uh, descent. Which a what? Is like the Basque. A country between France and Spain. Really? Now yeah. you now you've grown up on a on a because I've never heard of that country in my life. Yeah, man, it's pretty cool. You should look it up. Cool. I, uh, they're related to the what are they called? Uh, Atlantis. I mean, it's a theory, but there's some correlation there. I can't tell if you're if you're like uh, pulling my leg. No, dude, this is not an April Fool's joke. Like I'm being serious. <laughs> You can look it up. No, like seriously, you can look it up. I got, I got Basque County, uh, or no, Basque Country uh, is a community in northern. Uh, it, 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 Google says it's part of Spain now, um, but yeah, it's it's northern northern part. But yeah, it's a real part. Huh. 
Who knew? Wow. Well, learn something new every day, I guess. Thank you for that. We'll go back to the rapid fire. What's your favorite animal? Bunny. <laughs> what was your uh, first job? Uh, barista. Barista. What would you change your name to if you had to change it and had no choice? Blockbuster. Really? Yeah, that'd be sick, dude. <laughs> name a four-letter word that starts with the letter B. Block? Nope, that's five. Oh, shit. Uh, block <laughs> with a C. No. Sorry? Uh, block with a C, no K. <laughs> oh, some narcissism. I love it. Um, what's your favorite kind of weather? Sunny day, man. We're in California. True. True. Name a... What's your favorite um, store, like department store? Uh, Barnes & Noble. Okay. What's your favorite kind of music? Mm. Uh, Cali Calico Crypto. <laughs> um, what's uh, your favorite movie genre? Mm, probably sci-fi. What's your favorite sci-fi movie? Star Wars. Okay. Uh, what would you say your style is in one word? Mm, basic. Really? I would have said, I, I, if, I, if I had a gun to my head, I would have said that you would say fresh. But uh, <laughs> what's the uh, number one thing you were afraid of when you were a child and aren't afraid uh, of anymore today? Probably Willy Wonka. The like old version of Willy Wonka or the Johnny Depp version? Dude, all of them. Why? Dude, just look at him, man. <laughs> um, what would be a good spy code name for you? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Blister. Not even gonna ask. Um. What was your major in college? Uh, acting. <laughs> I want to be clear. Um, I'm still in school. Oh, yeah. I guess I should say what is my bad. I'm used to talking to people that are like not 21. Um, what is your bed made right now? Let me see. Uh, half of it. Okay. Um, what is one thing you regret spending money on? Uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> You're crazy. That's not a waste of money. Um, I mean, when it crashed, favorite? it was. Yeah, sure. Yeah, true. But, um, you know, buy low, sell high. What's your favorite Disney character? Uh, Remy from Ratatouille. What are you most looking forward to today and a year from now? Right now, I'm looking forward to this film. I'm also a year from now, man. Oh my god, dude! Projects that I can't talk about. Very confidential. Very close to the to the vest. Uh, I like it. Um, what is your favorite way to make somebody laugh? Uh, tickle them. <laughs> um, do you have any uh, any kids? Uh, yeah, I have four kids. Really? I started early. Good. Um, yes. Have you ever traveled abroad? 
Yeah, I've been to I've been to Spain and Italy and England and uh, France. If you had to decide tomorrow how you were going to die, what would be the way that you would choose? Falling down a rabbit hole. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, lots of bunnies in the uh, in your mind. Do you have a bucket list? Of course, man. What's number one on the bucket list? Mm, right now, probably get some food. <laughs> Can you freestyle rap? Oof, that's going too deep into my background, man. <laughs> you got to give us a verse or two. Right now? Can you put me on the spot like that? Right now. Dude, I'm not trying to get uh, exposed, man. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe if, maybe if maybe if Calico uh, does some boom bap beat, beat in the background. Okay, all right, Calico, it's on you. <laughs> no, that just ain't happening. <laughs> We're not moving on until I get a couple verses. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm launching an NFT. Get with me. Yeah, that was that's all I got right now. <laughs> oh man! All right, we'll take it. We'll, we'll take it. Um, can you name five U.S. presidents from before the year 1980? Uh, Carter, Washington, Lincoln, Roosevelt. I think that's five, right? That was four. Uh, let's see. The other Roosevelt. <laughs> well played. Um, do you correct other people's grammar? No. Do you have any tattoos? Yeah, one across my forehead. Really? You don't? I know, I'm just kidding. No, I don't. No tattoos? All right. Um, have you ever worn socks with sandals? Of course, man. Have you ever worn Crocs? No, not Crocs. I'm more on my UGG vibes. Okay. Um, do you like to binge watch shows? No, I like to wait. Like once a, I w- I'll watch like one episode per week. Why is that? I don't know, man. I just like the suspense and the wait. Cliffhangers. Got you. Um, work or play? Mm, both. Money or happiness? Both. I can't let you off the hook like that. You got to pick one or the other on these. I think with happiness, money will come. So happiness. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Summer or winter? Summer. Sea or saw? Uh, The ocean. Like sea? Sea. Sea or saw? Yeah, sea. Uh, Do you shower at at night or in the morning? Both. No. I shower at both. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, I'll let that one go. Um, would you rather be able to fly or be able to swim forever without going up for Okay. Dude, fly. Come on now. Would you rather find your dream job or your dream production uh, or win the lottery? Dream job. A night out or a night in? Mm, honestly, a night in. A night in, you said? Yes. Okay. Um, a cannonball into the pool or you dip a toe in first? 
skinny dipping. <laughs> um, what's your last Google search? Ooh, uh, how to upload an NFT, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, what's the, what was your last impulse buy? My last impulse buy, uh, what did I buy? Shit. Gas. Okay. Uh, what celebrity annoys you the most? Man, I don't know. Those are like my people. If I had to pick one, it would definitely be that chick from, uh, that show on like i think it's like mtv or whatever with um i'm blanking on the freaking name of it with the uh the guy that like they just watch like videos the whole show and then there's this one girl with the obnoxious laugh i can't remember the damn name of the show someone knows what i'm talking about out there um tim i wish i could remember the name of the show you're talking about ridiculousness yes thank you yeah you're talking about west coast chanel yes yes i am thank you very much I knew someone would know exactly what I'm talking about. That makes me so happy. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, um, so you don't have an answer for that. You get, you're just giving them all your, the, they're my people. Yeah, man. They're all cool. All right. Uh, I won't press you on that too much. Um, what's the weirdest thing that you have ever done at night? <laughs> uh, uh, mm. Ate cereal at night. What's the weirdest thing you've ever done in the daytime? Mm, I don't know, man. Probably have a list of those things. If your pet could talk, if you have one, what would it say about you? Oh, uh, thank you for feeding me. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what do you wish you would have learned sooner? that all the answers are within me, I think. Very that. What motivates you the most? Probably family, but a lot of it is a lot of self-motivation just to be better. How do you cope with hardship? You said how or uh -huh. have I? How? How? Uh, I think art. It's a good way to channel it and if you were to devote the rest of your life to one thing that wasn't movies or making films or anything involving movies what would it be maybe playing sports what sport soccer okay um do you think that people can change yeah for sure i don't think you can change anyone though Facts. Do you believe in second chances? Mm, just depends how much the first chance was ruined. Hmm. Good answer. Uh, what's your biggest flaw that you would like to work on? Ah, uh, man. You think there's flaws? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> I don't Sorry, know, man. There's... This, yeah, man. I mean, just in general, overall, I'm just trying to continue to grow, be more open, patient. So, yeah. Do you believe in free will or that there is free will? Yeah, I'm sure there's free will. Why do you say that? 
I just, I'm sure people can say what they want. Fair. Um, yeah, no, uh, I feel you on that. Um, do you think that society is improving? Whoa, whoa, too political for me. Fair. Uh, but you got to answer. Just, uh, yeah, man. I'm sure people are always improving. All right. Uh, do you think people misunderstand you? Or do you think? You're yeah, like yeah, very... for sure. No, yeah, for sure. Very misunderstood. If there was one thing you wanted people to know about you, what would that thing be? Mm, I mean, I'm just driven by passion and everything is just for the betterment of me and the people around me. So if that includes you, you know, I'm sure it'll be good for you. How do you want to be remembered? As the blockbuster bunny. <laughs> um, and last couple questions here. We're coming down to the wire. Um, what is the thing that you are most proud of that you've accomplished so far in your life? Uh, I don't know, man. I just got verified on Instagram, so that's cool. But <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't really mean much. Uh, I don't know, dude. I feel like there's just going to be, there's moments and I think I just have to take them in a little bit better. So live in the moment more than looking ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I feel you. I can relate to that. Um, what do you hope that you can do that you haven't been able to do before and it doesn't require money? create more movies honestly um i feel like animation would be dope for the blockbuster bunny club like looking at all the characters and the storyline like it would be such a cool story i could see like a like rick and morty type show where there's like just like you know cracked out bunnies because they all look like they're cracked out um i definitely could see that yeah bro they're definitely on adderall and uh cocaine, <laughs> so <laughs> that they are um and what's your favorite holiday uh easter i mean you have to say that like come on um <laughs> do you make east do you make easter do you make new year's resolutions yeah i make new year's resolutions what was your new year's resolution this year um just get get slightly better than i was the day before and just rinse and repeat well, you've moved on to Omniflix from Stargaze, so I think that's uh, you're in the you're, you took a step in the right direction there. Uh, and we have now come to the beautiful ending of the rapid fire questions. How did you feel about the rapid fire questions? Overwhelmed. <laughs> that's the goal. Um, you got you got you got to make uh, the goal of it is to take people out of their comfort zone, and I feel like I I like lull you into comfort until we get to the rapid fire questions. And then it's just like, you know, everything gets blown up. And then by the end of it, people hate me. Um, but I think it gives people an opportunity to learn more about uh, the creators and what they're like, uh, you know, in general. And that's kind of the goal of that. So uh, you did well, uh, very politically uh, correct in the, some of the lack of responses, but I'll let that slide. Um, and yeah, I think you did a very good job and I am very proud of you for that.
Thanks, Pops. <laughs> um, anybody else have any questions for the rabbit of Blockbuster? What I, I had one more. Um, if, dude, you said you had four kids. Four kids for real, dude. You're 21. That I call BS on that. Yeah, no, I don't have any kids. Yeah, that's why I started, my response okay. was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? And dude, uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> no, yeah, I started when I was 13. <laughs> I guess technically that is possible, but um, I'm glad for you that uh, you know you didn't start that uh, at that point because you might not have uh, the films uh, and, and things of that nature that you do at the moment. Hey, Bushido, what's up, Bushido? Congrats, by the way, on your progress in the tournament. I see you've uh, improved significantly. Shout out my boy Bushido. He's actually having a kid, so congrats. What's up, Bushido? What's up, guys? I can actually talk on spaces now. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually having a kid now. Yeah. Um, actually, it is possible. My brother had two kids before 21, so it, it's it's possible. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, if you if you have anything, check out uh, Blockbuster Bunny, man. It's a it's a great project. It's, it's real community driven. I mean, this this guy busts his butt. He does a lot of this stuff by himself. So I, I give him a lot of props, and I've been a uh, following him and and getting stuff from him for uh i don't know a couple of years since his since his uh initial mint on, on stargaze but uh all i want to say is that if you have something mint one of those eggs or or mint a blockbuster bunny and help this guy get this movie off 100 percent, 100 uh i love the uh like the organic uh nature of the project as well and the fact that it's like actually going towards uh creating something tangible because uh, you know there's so many NFT collections that don't really have a utility uh, in in mind for their collectors. They're just trying to trying to sell some art and uh, do it before it goes out of style. But there's uh, there's actually utility here, and there's actually like a tangible product and concept, which is very cool. So uh, feel, I agree with you 100%. Love you, bro. Thank you. So uh, anything that you want to say to the to the audience or community, uh, rather, uh, before we go? Uh, buy some eggs. Get ready for Easter. You don't want to miss out. Don't usually hop on these. So when I do, it's for cool reasons. We appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, anybody have any questions? Anybody else have any questions for the Blockbuster Bunny before we head out of here? Otherwise, we'll be... Uh, kicking it out into the uh into the next week so to speak anybody 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 speak now or forever hold your peace all right well blockbuster bunny thank you so much for taking time out of your busy sunday uh, saturday whoops uh taking time out of your busy saturday to join us on in the spotlight i hope the spotlight did not get too hot for you um but it has been a pleasure speaking with you about your projects and your uh, background and your uh, future endeavors. And I'm very thankful that you joined us and that you've launched a collection of eggs on Omniflix, which will hatch into uh, lovely, lovely Easter bunnies. And I hope that my egg turns into the, uh, the trippy looking one. I'll be very happy about that. But thank you for joining us. No, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Ooh. It's been supporting and tuned in. Thank you, guys. Seriously appreciate it. Um, I see some similar faces, so shout out to all you guys. You guys are dope.
Thank you, guys. Uh, be kind to each other and have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Enjoy your Saturday. And if you're on the East Coast, it's beautiful out. If you're on the West Coast, it's probably beautiful out anyway. But here on the East Coast, it's a beautiful Saturday night. Uh, no matter where you are, enjoy yourself. It's the spring. Uh, hopefully, you don't have allergies. And uh, you know, enjoy yourself. It's, an, it's a lovely day. Hopefully, it is uh, in your neck of the woods, too. And just take it all in. Live in the moment. Take care, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Omniflix in the spotlight with Blockbuster Bunny Club, recorded on Saturday, April 1st, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And did you know? Check this shit out. If you go to FlixSpaces.com, you can find all the Omniflix spaces there. I know, crazy, right? If you appreciate the work over here at TerraSpaces, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke rolls in when I start a session. Blink canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Shit and line them up. Just another fixed game of try my luck. Go lighten up, dog. It could always be worse. Unless you're in the back of a hearse when you're dead or putting in new speakers. It's a toss-up driver or just tweakers. Don't stress, yo. I've done the research. Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs. It's a remake off the cutting floor. We take a little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake. Tastes great, less filling. Less stress, more killing. As he blew the cornerstone out the building. And the blocks came tumbling down all humble. Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle. Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle. Getting high in space with the Hubble.